round I'd finally see I think I need a change The rat race I wanna flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free It's a Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. My name is Harold Thornborough, and I'm glad you're joining me today. And I'm joined today by uh, Mandy Roth of, is it Evergreen Winds Homestead? Yep. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I think you've changed it a couple times over the uh, over the years. It seems like you had a different name at one point. Yeah, it was Evergreen Winds Homestead, and then I just took the homestead off of it because we have okay. So it's just easier to register with a shorter farm name. Okay, I thought I seen so. something different. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, um, I wanted you on because you're doing some pretty cool things. You know, I've been following you on Instagram <laughs> for a long, long time, and. You're on Instagram a lot, and, you know. Sharing I am. <laughs> probably things. too much. <laughs> ah, is there such a thing? I don't know these days. Right. Uh, but uh, you, you're sharing a lot of cool stuff, and I mean, you got a lot going on. You're you're pretty young, and you just you're doing a lot of cool things, and I just think that's pretty pretty fascinating and encouraging. And I just wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about it because I think it's pretty cool. So, uh, why don't you just take a a, a few minutes here and just kind of tell us uh, about yourself and kind of how you got heading down this uh, this path. Well, I mean, I grew up in Pennsylvania, up in Northwest Pennsylvania. You know, um, I was pretty poor growing up. Um, I sang Coal Miner's Daughter at our wedding because that song reminds me of the way that I grew up so much. (laughs) Um, I mean, we, you know, we had a really old pre-Civil War house and just not a lot of money to do things. My mom had five kids. So she was always just trying to like make do with what we had and make food from scratch. She always had a garden. She dabbled in all kinds of different things. She was like all over the place. Like we had fruit trees, we had sheep, goats, a horse that we never did anything with, just a bunch of different animals for various things. And um, she cooked from scratch, canned, um, did all that kind of stuff. So I learned a lot of it from her. I call her every time I'm canning just because I'm like, I need help. And she's six and a half hours away so yeah a little bit far but so you're you're in indiana now yes yeah. yes yeah. yeah we moved from pittsburgh in 2020 actually it was january 2020 we moved here and we were on like a suburban lot in pittsburgh and then when we moved here we got three acres and we knew right away like it was february my husband was out there tilling up a little 10 by 10 plot to put our garlic that we brought from our old garden oh yeah so so you're yeah. doing a little bit of urban homesteading there then, huh? Yes. Oh yeah. We had a garden there. Yep. My mom lived yeah. with us for a little while and she was helping us get that going. And um, we had chickens for a little while. Then we found out we weren't allowed to have chickens and they made us get rid of them. So that was sad. <laughs> so when we moved here, we had to make sure everything was unincorporated and we could pretty much have, you know, whatever we wanted. And so yeah. we did, and you know, now we have chickens and goats and all that. Yeah, you got a lot going on now. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I just kind of like to go through everything, a little bit of everything you're doing. Well, first, let's talk about gardening. And you're working on building a food forest, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I dove really deep into per- well, no, I wouldn't say really deep because I'm still completely new to it. But I'm constantly watching videos and reading things, and um, just kind of. I like food. I'm a fan of food. So like, I was like, if I could just walk around our yard, just like picking things to eat, that's like my goal, you know? Yeah. I love that part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So 
So, and then obviously the whole aspect of everything working together, um, everything's still pretty spaced out, but I have a couple small spots where I'm trying to like integrate more of, you know, like different things that work together. So, um, like I have some rhubarb, I have comfrey because you always talk about comfrey. (laughs) So I have to start splitting that up, but it's really pretty around the fruit trees too. I have to say. I like it because it comes up. It's one of the first things that comes up in flowers. And yeah. so the bees are all over it and it just, yeah, it just kind of fills in a spot really quick in the spring, which is another thing I really like about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so do you have some, now you're working on food forest, but do you have some like traditional garden space too? Like more of just rototilled out? I mean, you said your husband was <laughs> kind of yeah, rototilled yeah. out of the spot. and Yeah. So we, we got really lucky because we're one of the few people, like I've met a couple people here. I have friends now and all of that. And um, they'll have sand in their yard. Like my one friend, it's almost like she lives on a sand dune and our yeah. soil was like just dark, rich, like perfect for a garden. So we started off tilling and now we're trying to like mulch more and like get things covered and do less tilling. But we did um, the first probably two years that we were here. Well, you're up in north northwest Indiana, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, like like sand dunes up there. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I was when we stuff, came to yeah. visit, we were walking on um, like nature trails, and I was like, "Is that sand?" Because like you don't see that in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's all like you got like a thin layer of topsoil, and then it's all just like clay. Yeah, you, know? you go further south in Indiana, you don't see that either. Up <laughs> <laughs> where you're at, definitely. Yeah, yeah it was well, like a whole cool. other world. <laughs> So, uh, what well, kind of walk us around your little food forest design, kind of just tell us what you're, I mean, you got like, you're building guild. Are you just going like one guild at a time? Or are you just kind of dumping trees everywhere and then slowly trying to incorporate things or what are you doing there? Well, so we went kind of crazy with getting all the trees first. Cause that was like our bigger expense. Sure. Um, and so we have tons of apple trees, peach trees, pear trees, plum trees, cherry trees. Um, most of them are still in a very young uh, stage but we do have a really old apple tree that gives us just hundreds of pounds of apples and a really old pear tree that gives us tons of pears. So, um, and then um, that that came with the property. Yeah. 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 And then this year I added a, it's, I always say it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's a native plum tree. I always want to say a wild plum, but it's like, it's, it's supposed to be like native to our area, even though I haven't really heard people talking about it here, but when I looked it up, it said it was native to this area. So I threw okay. a couple of those in and some gooey berries and different things like that. So I'm getting nice. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Are you starting to put in your herbs and things yet around your, in your guilds or are you just pretty much? Just Not yet. Um, okay. I, I didn't realize that certain things do overwinter here. So like my husband went to pull the sage out last year and my friend was like, don't do it. It'll overwinter. And I was like, Oh, yeah. don't do it. So we had a half of a sage plant and it survived. So I'm well, slowly. you were telling me, cause I had been talking on the podcast about how my yeah. fig tree looked yes. like it died. And, but now I, I actually on another podcast, I guess you hadn't heard it yet. Cause you'd messaged me and said, Hey, did you hear about the yeah, yeah. back where we're at? And, and sure enough, it, it is, you know, and it's several inches tall now. It's probably, I don't know. It's close to a foot tall around the base oh, wow. where it's popping out around the you know from the roots and yeah. um yeah i mean i was kind of surprised by that because i thought for sure uh, you know i lost it but it's grown back and you were telling me about it because you yeah. have fig trees as well or some fig trees and they're doing the exact same thing so yep. they overwinter here yeah but they yep. kind of come back from from the ground up so it's a good thing it's a fast growing tree i guess very true yeah and yeah. i have i planted some new ones next to my house because i want to see if that makes a difference because there could be some heat coming off the house i don't right. know how like distance wise how far that would have to be you know for that to like make it like a little microclimate but it's yeah, also sure. got a little bit more of a windbreak there versus 
on the other side of a goat fence area where I have it, it's completely open to all the wind and snow and like all that. So I'm doing an experiment to see which one works better. <laughs> it's, it's a constant experiment. Everything yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah. That's yep. kind of the way I live my life on the homestead. It's like, everything's an experiment. Like I'm growing uh, water chestnuts and I was worried those didn't, weren't going to grow, but now they're yeah. blowing up and it's all new to me. I'm learning all kinds of stuff with that, you know, and planting them and I had to put them in deeper soil and all kinds of stuff, but they look like they're doing really well now. In the I feel like that's always the way. Yeah, too. I mean, like, it don't matter how long. Dies, you do and this. then it's like, no, I'm not really dead. I'm, I'm actually yeah. alive. <laughs> don't give it up. It doesn't matter me. how long you do this. It's like, you're, it's always just new, you know, there's just new Absolutely. things and it's experimenting and finding better ways to do things. And I'm taking a, a garden master course right now at Permis and I'm learning so much stuff in that, that, and you know, I've been doing this for years and yet there's yeah. just so much to learn. You just learn new stuff every day. It's that's great. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I've heard you talk about it. I checked it out. I may have to. Yeah, in my spare cool. time, that's a running yeah. joke between me and my husband. In my yeah. spare time, I'm going to do this or that because there's never yeah. really any spare time. But. Yeah, right. It, I mean, I'm going through it kind of slow because I'm just, you know, I'm so busy too. Yeah, but you just kind of do it, especially this time of the year. It's just a busy oh, yeah. time of the year. Um, well, so it sounds like you're you're making a lot of progress there, and yeah, you're right. Starting with those younger trees that really helps. It's a lot. It'll save you a lot of money for sure. Right. Right. And um, yeah, and with herbs and stuff, and and what like with me when I was doing herbs, it's like you you start with a few, and then you just have to wait. So you got you know, and I'll split them, you know, with anything yeah. I can split and divide. And so it takes three or four years before you start getting a lot of them, but yeah. it saves you a lot of money that way. If you don't want to just dump tons of money into it. And, and most people don't, you know, want to spend yeah. everything. I mean, that's how you make it a, an affordable, um, thing, you know, homesteading people who go all out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars setting up their homestead. Yeah. They have to wait a long time for they really start seeing any ROI yeah. on that. And, um, you know, if you can just kind of pace it out and build as you go and, and try to save money or even do it for free in a lot of ways, um, yeah. that's the way to go. So yeah, you sounds like you're playing it smart there. Yeah. And I'm always trying to give things away when people come, I'm like, do you sure you don't want a cutting of my blackberry? You sure you don't want this or that? Like I'll, I'll, I'll snip it for you. I don't mind. Yeah. I do the same thing. I've gave away a lot of elderberry and comfrey cuttings and I don't think yeah. of people locally and stuff. And, you know, every time I get a chance, cause you know, I, I just figured, especially locally, the more you can encourage that and you can get other people really homesteading and you're getting in the habit of sharing things. I mean, you build this yeah. community where, you know, where you're just, you have people that you can rely on for, and say some of your stuff dies or whatever. Now you've, you know, help them get it going. Now maybe they can yeah. share back with you or whatever. So it's, 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 you know, it's good for them, but it's also kind of good in return also to do those right. kind of things. Yeah. Absolutely. We lucked out. We have excellent neighbors. Our, our one neighbor, they've tried gardening a couple of times, didn't work out. So we're always giving them food. They let us, they have like 30 mulberry trees, like wild ones. They let us pick their mulberries. I can probably, I don't know, 20 jelly jars were the mulberry jam mm -hmm. last year. So I give them that. And they've come over and helped pull my husband out of his lawnmower getting stuck because um, we have like a wet spot in our yard. And it seems yeah. like at least once a year, he has to come over with his four wheeler and pull us out. So it's it's a great relationship. And, you know, they're just really nice people. And then our other two neighbors are gardening and doing wood forest, too. So it's like it's great. Oh, it's know. like we that started this whole thing on our street. Nice, so, nice. You need to play some rice in that wet area so he won't have to mow it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> I wondered. I wonder if it would. Yeah. We have done wheat. We did that the first year we yeah. moved here. And I don't know what we were thinking. Cause like we were still like establishing everything, like putting in the garden and all that. And I'm like, we need to grow wheat this year. And we did everything by hand. We used, I forget what they're called, those big long like knife things, scythes, I think they're called. Yeah. To like cut it all down. Saw, and we like hand brushed it yeah. and like yeah. 
And then half of it ended up rotting because it was really wet and we didn't have a great place to dry it out. So it was not, yeah. but it was still fun because I've always been fascinated by how things work like that. Like yeah. we used to go to like bluegrass festivals and Lehman's and different places. And they always had the demonstrations, how things work. So that was my, I was like, I got to know how this, how this works. And now we know kind of how to do it where if we had to, we could. And everything's a process and learning and there's a system yeah. to it. You know, people have figured it out and, I find like I'll mess something up the first time, but then I, a lot of times I just jump into things without doing a lot of research oh, Me too. and then I, I just do it. And then it didn't come out quite right. So then I go and do some research and go, okay, I need to do this. And then you learn yeah. and you, you grow and it's, you know, it's probably not the smartest way to do it, but it's the way right. I do it. And, and <laughs> you learn because you pay a lot, Absolutely. you'll definitely pay a lot more attention in trying to learn the right way after you mess it up one time. So Absolutely. I, I try not to do that with animals so much, oh, yeah. <laughs> but with, I'm with the same way. With, the garden. Um, well, let's talk about your animals a little bit. Now you, you, you done said you had chickens. I know you have some other animals, but yeah. let's just talk about that a little bit. So, so we do have chickens. We also have two rabbits that are just pets. I had pet rabbits growing up. We used to go to the fair every year. My mom would let us bring home rabbits. So, um, they're more for the kids, um, and for the garden, obviously. Yeah, manure, yeah. Um, I've debated whether or not I wanted to go into raising them for meat. I have a friend that lives in DeMont and she does all kinds of stuff. Like she's got the whole, the whole farm basically, mm -hmm. but she raises hers for meat. So eventually when we're not busy, we're going to come together and I'm going to help her do that so that I can kind of see whether or not it's something that I'm going to be able to do. Um, but I wanted to do that before I just got to that. I wanted to start breeding and do all that. And then we have goats. Okay. Let's talk about your chickens for a minute. Are they just egg layers or meat chickens or? Nope. Just egg layers. Just we, egg layers. Okay. Yeah. It's just chickens take so long to process if you're doing it completely by hand. And if you're not, and you're buying the plucker and all that, it gets expensive. I know you can rent them. It's just, it's all about like time management and like we only have so much, so it's hard to. Yeah, I know there's a down here where I live, there's actually a um, an Amish uh, farm and people will take their chickens to them and they'll process them for like real cheap for yeah. per bird and bag them and everything. And they get That's them all. Awesome. They'll just haul like 100 chickens to them and they'll process them and give them back to them and, and pay them. And they don't have to mess with, you know, doing all that. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. So, I mean, there's other ways around it if you didn't want to buy the equipment for some in some areas. Yeah, um, we looked up here and there really isn't. And I don't know if it's just because there's not a lot of money into it. Like I've asked on the Homesteaders Vinny in a Facebook group mm -hmm. and they pretty much, it was more like down where you are, like more South. Yeah. Yeah. So well, a lot of them people eventually. don't really, a lot of those folks don't really advertise either. It's just, Very you know, true. it's kind of word of mouth yeah. in the area and yeah. then and they figure it out. But so I've been seeing a lot of posts about your goats. You got, you got goats. <laughs> Sounds like you're really proud of them goats. Let's talk about that's my life right now. <laughs> Cause I decided to do bottle feeding. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of a debate, um, whether you want to do dame raise or bottle feeding. And mm -hmm. I grew up with my mom dame raising and, you know, it was like, she'd have the baby with them, but then ultimately they'd end up having to be separated anyways. And I remember them just crying and crying and crying and it just broke my heart. So I was like, we're just going to go straight bottle, just take them away right away. And honestly, they really didn't, there was no issues, which I'm sure my neighbors were happy about. Now, <laughs> what, what kind of ghost do you have? What's that? What kind of uh, ghost do you have? Nigerian dwarf. Nigerian dwarf. Okay. Yeah. So for milk, then you're going to be, yep. yep. Okay, great. So you'll be breeding and, uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, and having milk and cream and all the good stuff and yeah yeah <laughs> all right yeah. what is that so what's the plan are you uh, hoping to maybe sell goats at some point or just using them for the products or what, what's the 
game plan. So there? we had our first breeding season this this year, and I immediately started trying to get them sold because I didn't want to get attached because I knew if I got attached to them, they were not going to go anywhere. <laughs> we only have three yeah. acres, so I was like, we gotta keep it consolidated. Um, so we're keeping one, and we're we sold the rest. So okay. I'm, but nobody wants them until they're done on the bottle because nobody wants to bottle feed. So I'm bottle feeding all of them. Thankfully, okay. they're down to twice a day, not three times a day anymore, which is nice. But, yeah. you know, so but that'll be done. They'll all be gone probably by the end of July. So you keep that, you're going to so. keep that pretty small scale then and just have just yeah. a small, small crowd. How, how much of your uh, three acres are you dedicating to a uh, roaming area for them? You know, I asked my husband that last night and he's not, he's, he wasn't exactly sure, but he thinks it was around 5,000 square feet. Okay. Um, we would, we're eventually going to expand their pasture, but, um, for right now, like we have part of it as forage and part of it is just grass. So we're going to see the rest of it. And then I'd like to eventually just kind of in the bigger gaps in our yard where there's not a bunch of fruit trees kind of have more fences where we could just kind of rotate their pastures. Sure, sure. But for right now it's just all permanent setup. Well, it sounds like it's all coming together. I mean, you got a, you got the, the garden, the food forest, the animals, are you really started kind of tying all those things together? I mean, are you, you're obviously using the manure. Have you yeah. tried tractoring chickens or doing anything like integrating them into the actual food forest or anything like that? Yeah, not not yet, but I definitely want to. Um, you know, my uncle, I think I told you about him. He he lives in Baltimore and he's doing like the gorilla garden thing where yeah. he just takes a random piece of land and grows stuff and he's yeah. um raising quail and doing all that stuff. And um, he was like, You need a chicken tractor, you need to get quail and do this and that. Take your bunnies out the go. So I'm like, I know, I know, I just I gotta build this yeah. stuff to do the stuff. And yeah, and then you know, it's it's time. It even is not yeah. everybody wants to do it, but I was just wondering if you it was something you were thinking about or something you were oh, planning yeah. on. For yeah. Sure. I mean, generally when people get into permaculture, they really start looking at the integration of those things and trying to time directly together because it becomes a labor saving rather than move the right. manure to the garden. You just let them put it directly in the garden and things right. like that. And it's just or letting them you know, work land for you, like putting the, the chickens over an area that you're going to turn into garden, you know, or something yeah. like that and get it kind of prepared for you. So you can use them in those ways too. So, well, I mean, so it sounds like you're, how long have you been on this property in Indiana? Since 2020. Okay. So you, you've been there a little while then. So you're, you're getting lots of produce and stuff. So you're canning and preserving and oh, doing yeah. all those things as well too. Then, yep. Huh? Yep. That's, that's yeah. my fall basically. We do, yeah, do yeah. green beans and then the rest is all in the fall salsa sauces all of it you know right yeah so. how you like that i mean is it you feel like you're really called to doing all this i mean is it um, um you're part of it you say i just don't really like this part of it or you just kind of absorbing it all and just enjoying it i think i think i really i i do enjoy it i mean when it gets really busy and overwhelming sometimes i'm like why am I doing this? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> but for the most part, I really do enjoy every, every aspect of it. You know, it's, it's, it was hard for me when I moved to Pittsburgh from where I grew up because I was in Pittsburgh. So I was in this, not, not like in the city, but just outside of it. So like going from seeing the stars at night, everything being quiet to that busyness, like getting back here and being able to really connect back to the way that I was raised and doing the things that my mom did and, it kind of helped me kind of see like how she, like her mindset when I was growing up, cause now I have my own kids and I'm kind of, cause she always said she always felt like she was in two different worlds. Cause like we went to public school and she was doing, like she was going to the Amish store and buying like patterns to make Amish dresses and wearing her Amish dresses. Yeah. So, you know, 
Um, and then we were going to like baseball and different sports and stuff. So it was like, now I'm kind of understanding what she's saying because my kids go to public school. So it's like, you know, I go to baseball and they're like, oh, hi, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, I have goats. And they're like, oh, for pets. And I'm like, no, for milk. And they're like, oh, you know, it's just kind of like, it's oh, yeah. just not really a normal thing. So I'm kind of like always in between, you know, but I do, I do really enjoy it. We're on a mission to make it normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Well, it sounds okay. So, you know, you, you kind of grew up that way and it sounds like it was more of a half to situation. Like it was for food and you was, you know, it's yeah. kind of a poor situation. So you kind of, yeah. but it doesn't sound like it's the reason you do it now. It's just more out of enjoyment yeah. and right. maybe for healthy food for your kids, or you just want to introduce them to the lifestyle. I'm just trying to get a grip on kind of the reasons you're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's not, it's, it's we're not, we're not, you know, we're not like, well, well off, but we don't have to worry about that kind of situation. We're just doing it because we love it. You know, yeah. um, I really, I really just enjoy, enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for me, it was like healthy food and it was, you know, and plus yeah. I just, it's a lifestyle I always wanted to live, to be honest, even from a kid, yeah. but you know, I mean, everybody's got a different reason. I'm always just curious about people's reasons because it's always different, you know, and I, yeah. there's so many reasons to get into homesteading. And I always just like to hear people's reason. Sometimes it's economic. Sometimes it's, you know, it's uh, just because they want to make a uh, more of an ecological impact, or sometimes it's you know the health or whatever. I mean, sometimes just nostalgia because they grew up that way. Yeah, just want yeah. To get back I to think it. that's I think more that's what cool it too. is for me. Yeah, it's just great. having yeah. that connection with with and I built a stronger relationship with my mom just because now, like when I talk to her, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but um, you know, we can talk about things now because she, my mom, unfortunately, is now living in Erie, so she's in the city in Erie, Pennsylvania. So she's yeah. talking to me and she's like, oh, I can hear the birds where you're at. And, you know, so she's working <laughs> on getting back out of the city, but she's, she's doing her thing there too. Her yeah. landlord let her take a little tiny, they have a little grassy area next to her apartment and they said, do whatever you want with it. And there's some grapes already there. So she's calling me, I get to plant a garden again, you know? So <laughs> I, I think I th- it makes me feel good because like I, because I have that connection again, you know, and I missed that for so long. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, there was a little bit of that for me too. You know, I grew up that way too. And then I got away from it for several years. So even it was more for health when I first got into it, but yeah, I did miss that too. And it did kind of connect me to my youth and the things I would do there. And it was a lot of fun. Um, so are you selling anything right now? Or are you, are you wanting to at some point other than your goats? You say you're, you're, um, you selling some newborn goats. Um, yeah. Um, well, eventually our ultimate goal with, with the produce from the trees and the fruit and stuff like that is to take to market. So we're trying to pack as many fruit trees as we can for that reason too. Um, but, and also just to kind of give away because I love giving things, (laughs) I love giving food away, you know, um, when people can come and just say, here, take a basket of apples, home, make some applesauce or, you know, so, um, and then we wanted to um, sell some stuff from our garden this year, but honestly, I don't know what is going on with our tomatoes and peppers, but the last two years, and we've been gardening for 13 years, the last two years, they're just, they look like they're on death's door. I don't know what's really? going on. They're just not growing big or they're just not the plants themselves or are they just not? Uh... Yeah, they're well, so the plants themselves are growing big, but they're real leggy and we've, we have the same setup that we've always used the same, mm-hmm. you know, we, cha- we had to change the soil quite a few times because the soil we were using two years ago, you know, didn't work anymore. Um, but they're just all different issues. Like some are purple, some are yellow, some are leggy, some are, it's like, there's no like, okay, if they're all one thing, then I know what I need to do. 
So are you growing these in raised beds or are you growing these in um, the ground directly in the ground? Well, once we get them into the garden, they're fine. So it's, it's, it's something in the greenhouse that's happening. And I don't, and I, and the only thing I can think of is that it's soil because it's, once we transplant them out, they, you know, they're like, hallelujah. Leggy (laughs) is from a lack of light, but if you're, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. So you're using pot, some kind of a bot soil to to start them in. Yeah. Yeah. We were using Promix, which is supposed to be good soil. That's what I was told. I mean, we, we got, we can only afford to spend so much on seed starter. So it's kind of hard to, you know, get sure. too much, but um, I'm hoping they all survive and bounce back because we'd like to try to, we want to try a roadside stand and see how that goes first. And then eventually I'd like to just kind of get to know certain people and say, okay, what do you need this week? What do you need this week? And this is what we have and just kind of do it that way. Um, I think that would be kind of nice because you get to know people better that way and you have, you know, like a better relationship yeah. with the community that way and you kind of have their back, you know, so that's what maybe, I would eventually like to do. Maybe even a CSA or something at some point. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, it sounds like you got some plans there uh, and, and you're well on your way. If you've got that many trees planted and things <laughs> coming out, I mean, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to sell things there. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're you, you making any soaps or doing any kind of textile stuff or anything like that, or is it just pretty much gardening animals and that's what you're into? Uh, we we do make soap. We don't sell it. I have a really good friend that sells goat milk products, um, but we we've just made it for ourselves because there's a lot of people that sell like soap right now. So sure. I'm kind of like because we we were thinking about it. We were like really close to like being like let's just you know set up a table somewhere and see what happens, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get into that or not, but we do make it for ourselves and it's really yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you're well on your way to be able to just to like meet that dream of yours and yeah. just walk around the property and have all this food all around you that you can just kind of take and eat and give away yourself if you want to, but yeah. just have that. I mean, that's, I love that. I mean, I tell you what, when I, that is definitely one of my greatest joys in life is just to stroll around the property and pick this and eat that and just, yep. And I'll just take a cup of coffee with me and just kind of walk around. And I don't have a big, I mean, you got way more land than I have, even at three <laughs> acres. And I can just spend hours doing that. You just kind of oh, walk yeah. around the property and just looking at everything. And I mean, I was out there just picking some radishes already, you know, and I, yeah. I actually took you in the house and cooked them up. Cause I like, if you ever, you ever eat uh, like fried radishes or, or any, once they're cooked, yeah. they're so much better when they're cooked, you know, they're for oh, you. Yeah. I just ate raw radish and you know, I just slice them up and drop in a salad or whatever. And then I started like figuring out or, I think I just heard at some point, y'all try, you know, roasting them or frying, you know, frying them or something like that. And it's like, it's a completely different food when you do that. It's yeah. Amazing. So yeah, I started, so I took some of those in the house just today and had that for, for lunch. So, awesome. I mean, it, it's just, it's nice to be able to just, even this early in the year to be able to kind of walk around and grab some things. And, and I do them. that all the time. Yeah. My husband laughs at me because I'm like, do you want to walk the yard with me? Cause we do, we just, you know, we, he'll get a beer yeah. and I'll get a beer, a glass of wine. And we just do, we just, you know, yeah. I used to just, I'd get off work and just kind of stroll around and yep. pick some side dishes for the dinner, you know, or whatever in the evening. And, and it was just, it's nice, you know, and, and you really see people, things changing when you do that too. You really yeah. see, Oh, that woke up or this woke up or that, you know, Oh, a branch broke on that. I wonder if the critter's getting over there. Like, so you really, you really get to see everything come alive and go back to sleep and see the full circle of everything. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, you were talking about soil a minute ago. Um, do you do you guys compost or anything right now? I mean, do you have compost? Okay, so we, is, so we spent the first two years or the last two years we built one barn 
And then I wanted the barn bigger. So then we built, added on to it. And so <laughs> we've really been like, that was like our main, that took a lot of time. Like we spent all, all winter doing the addition and we got it finished just in time for the babies. So, but um, probably next year, like we want to do projects that won't take as long as building an entire barn. Like I want to do a three bin compost system where I can, you know, move it and break it down and, and keep that, feeding so. that soil and get some better soil yeah. over time. Yeah. Cause I find, you know, every year I'm just, it, I'm definitely considering myself as much of a, of a soil uh, farmer as I am a, oh, a yeah. homesteader or a gardener, because you're just really, what you're doing is just trying to grow this really good soil because if you have this really good soil, you know, you can grow anything in it. Yep. And uh, so it's just constantly trying to have a better soil, you know, and sure. that's one thing I like about that gardening course. I'm taking really a heavy focus on feeding that soil and getting a, a really good nutrient rich soil that the plants can uptake those, those things it needs. And I've been just learning tons in that. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it's pretty cool to, to, think of it in big picture what you can add to compost what you can do with like cover crops what you can do with mulch i mean just all these things to to really feed yeah. a soil so it's pretty cool but yeah i didn't know if he was getting into any of that yet so what's what's the future of evergreen winds homestead i mean what's the where are you going with this i mean just where you're at i mean you have more animals in the plan you have obviously a more uh dense fuller uh uh food forest but is there yeah. you know where else we going I, I don't really know at this point. Uh, <laughs> well, you, don't have to, you don't have to. I was just wondering if you had plans. I, I don't have a five-year plan. I probably should. Um, I, I, I tend to just kind of do stuff. And then if I feel like I'm being pulled one way or another, I just I know it. like when we moved here, before we moved, I knew we were getting goats. Like I got the goat book and then we moved in and my husband was like, okay, well, we'll consider getting goats. Cause I had goats growing up and I adored them just not even for what they give, but just as animals. Yeah. And, um, he's like, if we can get all the, go all through, all through these bins that we had stacked in our garage, then, then we'll consider it. And I was like, done, you know, cause I, I don't, I'm not working anymore since we moved here. So I got through all of them and I was like, so we can get the goats now, you know? So, <laughs> and then we did. And, but, um, yeah, so, um, well, I mean, yeah, I love that. I mean, I, it's no pressure. I think it's great yeah. that you're just kind of living in the moment, enjoying what you have, kind of fulfilling, feeling fulfilled in it. And then yeah. if you want something else, you move on to something else or, you know, add something else. But I love it that you're kind of content with where you're at and where you're, you know, kind of what you're building right now. And you don't really have a big plan to expand or, you know, make anything different than where you're already heading. And I think that's kind of great. I wish I was that content with myself. <laughs> I'm always wanting, thinking way ahead. Like, I wish I could do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm wanting to build. Well, I was story. before we moved here. I mean, I was going to be, <laughs> I was going to do woodworking stuff because I, yeah. I started getting into wood carving and wood staining. And I was, yeah. I was really interested in that. And, um, then we moved here and I was just like, we need to put in a garden. So we put the garden in and then my husband was like, how big do you want it? And I was like, we need to make it as big as, as possible. It was like, I, I just knew that like certain things were going to need to be there. And then all of a sudden, two months later, COVID hit and we had all, all of it in, we had the whole garden fenced in and all the beds were prepped. And I was like, we're going to be fine. So, you know, that was like, that was like my strong feeling. And then after that, I was just been watching permaculture and listening to your podcast <laughs> sounds, you know, great. sounds great taking yeah. all that in for now so yeah. yeah i love i love where you're at with it now i kind of want to bring this up it seems like you have a pretty strong focus um because you're you're you are on instagram a lot and you're sharing a lot of things that you're doing it sounds like maybe you have a lot of uh focus on community building or even education oh, yeah. 
or trying to just inspire others to do it? I mean, where, where's that? Definitely where's your heart more the inspirer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you get into teaching, like, because you know, I always say that like a Google gardener is going to know more than I do because I just kind of do things. So like, you know, I had people telling me that I could not plant poppy seeds and start them inside. But every year that I tried outside direct sowing, they didn't work. So I tried it indoors and it worked. And I was like, well, it can be done, but I don't want to argue with somebody online about it. Right. You know, oh, yeah. so I'm like, you should try this. That's kind of my, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. You should try it. Don't necessarily do it the way I'm doing it, but see if yeah. it works. <laughs> I'm the same way. I don't do things maybe the way people want to do them or whatever, but I just kind of do it. And yeah. you know, if it works, it works, you know, and, and you're it may like, not be yes, the I, I actually it. figured this out and it, it went all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does seem like you have a, a passion for, for inspiring others to, to do it or even helping them if they are doing it, if they're looking oh, yeah. for answers. And, oh, yeah, and I mean, absolutely. you're definitely on there a lot. Like I said, trying to, you know, just kind of spread the, the passion for the movement of, of, of homesteading. And I think that's yeah. pretty cool. And, and um, I mean, I see that a lot with homesteaders. It's like, we're really not content with just doing it ourselves. We really want to build a community of homesteaders. Absolutely. We want other people to see the value in it and pursue it if they want to. And and we, we kind of try to inspire them to, to, to want to, you know, and, and motivate well, and them. You in have that. more people like that are like-minded, you know, you, you, mm -hmm. I've met quite a few people, like a couple of them I've met in person and they've become really great friends just from, like one girl I met on a mom's group on Facebook and I was like, I have goats. You should see my Instagram. And she was like, I love goats. And now she's buying two of my goats. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and then I bought bunnies from another lady. And so I, I mean, we're really mm -hmm. great friends now too. So it's, it's, I, I think it's really nice because, and there's people that I've never met that I talk to all the time on, on Instagram, you know, and I mean, I would love to meet them in person, but they live like, you know, in Scotland or somewhere where I'm probably never yeah. going to make it to them, but but wow. it's great to have that connection Absolutely. with people all over the world, yes. you know, that, yes. that we all have this common passion and, and love for, for homesteading and we can just really relate uh, to what they're doing. They can relate to us and we can have great conversations because I have the same thing all the time, you know, with, with folks. And I think it's great. And, um, and it inspires me, you know, to talk to yeah. people like you, they're doing it because you're doing <laughs> things that, you know, I'm not even doing and I, I just get inspired by it. And it, it gives me a lot of motivation to get out there in my garden and get after it, which I love, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm always encouraged by people doing it, you know, that are out there actually just doing it. And I think it's really cool that you're, you're sharing with others, what you're doing. So I think yeah. it's pretty neat. And you mentioned homesteaders of Indiana uh, a few minutes ago and how, you know, you were connecting with people there and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, things like that are really great. We're seeing a large movement of that going on yeah. all across the United States. I mean, there's yeah. just there's conferences going on everywhere. There's these, it's you know, amazing. these groups and Instagram and Facebook all over. And they're really, they're really doing a lot of, um, like I said, again, motivation, inspiration, education, um, like, um, I'm going to be uh, speaking at the uh, Indiana Homesteaders Conference um, awesome. in October, and um, and I just I love that, that there's all this stuff going on that's that's trying to bring us together and, and help one another. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I do too. Oh. I think it's amazing, and and a lot of the in person stuff is so much better because well, I mean it's not better because you know not everybody can make it, but just being yeah. able to meet people in person and really. Yep pick their brains if you can. And like mm -hmm. taking the classes, being able to do hands-on like the soap making classes and stuff. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think you know? so too. Well, it sounds like you got, uh, you got your hands full. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, how's your, how's your, uh, family liking this, uh, lifestyle? I mean, your kids, you got kids. How old are they? 
I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Oh, they're they're in, a, they're in an age right there. They're just you know primed for this. So uh, they they probably really love the animals, especially, don't they? Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like we get a new animal and they're all over it, and then it gets you know not as exciting. Work. It turns into work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the goats, like you know, they they go out there. We take the babies out, and they're playing chase with them, running around our yard. They go in there and cuddle with them. My oldest is like. I love watching him with, I love watching both of my boys with animals, but my oldest is very like, he's very in tune with, with animals needs. So like he knows, okay, don't touch them or okay, I can cuddle you. And he's always been that way. And my youngest, his, his name is Hank and he's like Hank the tank. So he's just like rough and tough. And, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you can't just barge through the bunny hutch. You gotta like kind of go in slow because they're scared of you if you just like barrel in there and so he's 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 getting there now but when we first moved here and got the animals he was only four and he was he's having a little bit of a rough time with it so yeah he's good now do they uh do they enjoy gardening at all or do they enjoy yeah. the process they enjoy just eating it <laughs> what part do they really like about that you know i don't know what happened but neither one of my children like tomatoes and i just think that is so wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't love tomatoes all. Yeah, that's, and that's crazy, but they, but my, um, my oldest always picks kale in the garden. He picks it right out of the garden and eats it. He always really? has, um, well, and my youngest likes tots away. So like they have their favorites. They've both been yeah. picking broccoli and, um, and you know, they help us, you know, when, when we don't, we never try to like force them, like you have to do this because I think that kind of, I mean, if I had to do it, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you, but you grew up around it and yeah, developed yeah. a love for it and i'm sure you want to pass that yeah. on to your children and then yeah. they have the option you know of, exactly just something yeah. i want to like you know i'm not. going out to the garden yeah. now you want to come with me and they'll be like oh yeah so they'll come out and they, you know they help us transplant a bunch of the of the plants and start the seeds so um mm. you know they they definitely and, and then that gives us the time to bond because there's no devices when your fingers are in dirt there's no you know what i mean so right. you get to hear some interesting conversations and oh, yeah um, I mean, it's it's fun when I, when I look back on my childhood, some of the, the things I remember most would be like gathering with the family to snap beans or shut corn yeah, or something like that. I mean, you just remember Absolutely. those times and you don't think nothing of it then. As a matter of fact, it seems like it's kind of boring or whatever. And I got to sit here and do this, but I look back on that now and that holds so much value for me to those memories do. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's stuff you want to pass on for me to me, even my grandkids now, you know, yeah. I just want to do that with them and let them experience that too. So, because those are memories that they, they don't think about it now that it's that big of a deal, but I'm sure they'll look back when they're in their you know forties or fifties and think, wow, that was, that was a special time with grandpa or with mom and dad or whatever, yeah. you know, doing that kind of stuff. So yeah. So I'm glad that you're, uh, you know, getting them out there and, and helping them to tr hopefully develop a love for it um, because that's the future. I mean, you know, if Absolutely. we want to see homesteading be part of a movement that lasts yeah. and changes the world. I mean, I'm big on the, in the environment as well. I mean, I, I think that we need to make an impact, you know, in this right. world. And I think the more people that are homesteading and, and you know, and, and, and growing a lot of their own food and raising their animals, it's going to make a, a big impact on the future of our world, you know, and the, the environment. And so I love it when, when these kids are, are, are taking that on as well. And that becomes our future. So, yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, job absolutely. with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great too. Like, you know, before it was like a lot of kids, like even people that homestead now they'll say, Oh, I remember gardening with my grandma. Or I remember, and which I do too. My grandpa Ladner, he was, he was, I, I can't remember how old he was, but he, he couldn't stand up straight. He had like a hunchback and he still had a garden. And I remember he had this big giant walnut tree and we pick his walnuts and like 
go to his garden. So I remember that with them too. But I think the great thing about this younger generation with the new homesteaders, like the first generation homesteaders now is their kids are going to have that. So it, it starts that tradition now, whereas yeah. it may not have been even three generations back potentially. So that's, that's awesome that it's. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, I, and you just seeing it everywhere right now because the movement yeah. is so strong right now. There's so there is a, there is, I, I hate to call it, you know, cause we had that back to the land movement, you know, decades yeah, yeah. ago. So I don't really call it that, but there is this, there is this uh, movement to become, I don't even self-sufficient, um, yeah. sustainable, community sufficient you know they people want to people want to uh, restore those skills of old they want to yeah. you know learn how to smoke meat and and grow yeah. things and you know i mean the people are just having a desire for that now and i think it's great i mean it's um i mean it's just uh, more so now i mean i started podcasting i mean i started a few years ago i think it's about eight years ago now and uh and there seemed like there was a lot of people really into it now but now i look at uh, back then but now i look at it and i go wow it's just huge even, now I mean, even just from 2020 to now it's yeah, like yeah i'm seeing so many more gardens i'll be driving and there's like housing plans and little gardens you know they may be Me fancy too. gardens because they have to be but they're there and i think that's just yeah. great i'm seeing these little greenhouses popping up in people's yeah. backyards all over the place i mean all yeah. kinds of things and people are just really you know kind of getting into it and i think it's really neat so yeah i mean uh, i love it that you're you're making the the effort and you're doing what you're doing and you're helping others and inspiring inspiring others and um, can't wait to see the pictures on down the line of this food forest continuing yeah. to grow and thicken up and, you know, Absolutely. turn it into something really, really cool. Um, and it sounds like you're well on your way to doing that. And, uh, sounds like you're really content with where you're at. And I love that too. I mean, I just really <laughs> like that. So that's really neat. So what, so is there anything else you want to kind of, um, talk about before, uh, we kind of come to a close here as far as things you're doing or, or things you want to point, point to? I think that pretty much covered it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I love what you're doing. I love that you're inspiring others. And uh, I would l love to share your Instagram link um, in the show notes, okay. uh, because I think that's where you're mostly at, isn't it? Or do you have other yeah. stuff going on too? So I've sort of dabbled a little bit in YouTube videos, but I have to do it on my phone. I'm not tech savvy. Obviously I had, you know, <laughs> wheat on my background when I got on the call. So um, <laughs> I tried uploading my spring tour um, because my, my goal with that was more just so that I could see how things change over the years. Yeah. And it's like a 40 minute long video and our internet is so bad here. I've tried downloading it like 30 times and it just does not, it doesn't want to be on YouTube, I guess. I don't know. There, so there's a price know. to pay for being rural, you know, getting yeah. out there and living that life. Sometimes you can't get all the, the good internet. Like yep. Yep. Can. Yeah. So well, that may, okay. may well, not turn into a thing. I don't know yet. <laughs> sure. Well, I'll definitely point people to your Instagram and you can let them know there if it turns into a okay. thing. <laughs> I tell you, I do, I do, uh, I really encourage folks to follow you though. Cause you, you're posting some really cool stuff. And like I said, just what stuff you're doing, plus you're sharing a lot of other people's, uh, uh, reels and things like that. I mean, you're just, yeah. you're really active in, in the Instagram community. <laughs> like with I the said, I'm probably on there too much. Well, I, <laughs> I, I love it that you're that from there. I probably drive I my husband cool. crazy. I'm like, do you know what so-and-so just did? We need to try this, you know, because <laughs> I just get so excited about it. And he just yeah. laughs. I he's, think it's great. He's like fully on board though. So it's like perfect because, you know, if he wasn't, well, that would be a disaster. <laughs> you're, you're, you're super supportive on Instagram. Yes. I see you encouraging people all the time and helping people out all the time and, and just yeah. sharing their, sharing their stuff. And I think that's great. So uh good job and uh, keep it up. I think you're doing some fantastic things there. Thanks. So. Yeah. You guys too. I love your podcast. I'm always telling everybody like, 
my friend came over to visit her goats and I was like, you got to listen to this podcast on your way. There's information that you need to know. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. We had a great goat podcast. just a few episodes yeah. ago. So, That's the know. one I was telling her from, about from someone then, here in Indiana too. So there yeah. There's another yeah. one that was like a foraging because I, I planted mulberry trees by my goat pasture and I planted the fig trees there because I figured mm-hmm. whatever goes over into their area, they can nibble on. And then on the outside we can take. And, um, so I was inspired to even start implementing more of that kind of stuff. And I was like, you got to listen to those two, at least start your way here. And she, (laughs) she did. And I was like, come on. (laughs) I appreciate you pointing people uh, to listen. And, and like I said, some people that some, for some folks, podcasts are great. Some people spend all their time on YouTube or Instagram or something like that, but you know, whatever, whatever, uh, pick your poison. I just love it. The folks are getting out there and, and being inspired and educated and, um, yeah, and I appreciate what you're doing a lot. So thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Looking around, I finally see I think I need a change. The rat race I want to flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free it's a modern homestead Build a modern homestead A lot of folks don't understand Why I wanna live this way They've never eaten from their land Like we do here every day Snapping beans like grandma did Sitting on her from pool hunting and fishing like a kid once you've done all of your chores it's a modern homestead build a modern homestead country or city there's a way to make this change you gotta start today